0: Welcome to CTRM Radio, home of the official podcast of Commodity Technology Advisory, and your source for information on all matters related to CTRM. Hello, and welcome to another episode of CTRM Radio, probably the last of 2022. CTRM Radio is sponsored by Enuit, provider of CTRM and commodity management solutions worldwide, and hosted by by CTRMCenter.com, the place for all things CTRM, including this very podcast. Well, as we head into what might well be a very cold winter in Europe, with very volatile power and natural gas prices, a lot of discussion is around batteries. And on that basis, I thought, why not end the year moving into winter with a podcast Dedicated at looking at batteries and battery optimization. But what role do batteries play and how can they be optimized? And what kind of software are we talking about when we talk about battery optimization? And to get that conversation started, I first spoke with Ross Atrill of Energy One in Australia. Where have you gotten to with the product and what have you done around batteries? Obviously,
1: batteries are a hugely uh, exciting area and we're right now we're very much focusing on the Australian market because we see a niche there and the size of the batteries going in is significant there are ongoing battery projects both the grid scale transmission connected best best assets and yeah. also um, battery assets going into the distribution distribution network and either being, offered into the market for uh, frequency control services or in a virtual power, power plant type mode. But either way, distribution, transmission, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening around batteries. yeah. And yeah, we, we've uh, now completed development, and we're very close to uh, uh, releasing uh, a new version of our inflow process automation tool, which will have our our new version of our backdrop optimizer, which has full support for both optimizing, co-optimizing energy arbitrage opportunities alongside of, um, we call it in Australia FCAS or Frequency Control Services Markets, FCAS Markets. So we do that co-optimization of the full co-optimization of the FCAS alongside of the energy. Plus, we implement all of the Relevant constraints that the market operator implements with, with our optimizer, you're really getting the best uh, possible dispatch that you can get, subject to the market compliance with the market rules. Effectively, what we what we do is we, uh, we we take all the market rules, but we we reverse the objective function. So while the market's trying to minimise the cost of energy or the cost to serve across the industry. What we're doing with our optimizer is trying to maximise the return on your asset. And it, it does a really great job um, of scheduling, you know, working out when to schedule energy, when to schedule uh, the, the raise and lower frequency control services. And it, it's really quite clever and it's quite exciting to look at. That's, that's, that's where we're up to.
0: So for people like me that are not that familiar with the Australian market, can you kind of mm-hmm. talk us through what those sort of constraints are and, and what flexibility there is there to, to optimise profit? Sure.
1: So uh, it feels like the Australian market it, it has been and is a great testing place for new technologies, particularly with, with batteries. Uh, uh, key features of the electricity market here, it's a gross pool market, so all wholesale generation goes through the market, all wholesale load is pulled out of the market and it is five minute, settles every five minutes. So that alone requires automation, and it's a really interesting feature. It's an energy-only market. There is no separate capacity market. The, the, the market mechanism to encourage capacity in, in, into the into the market is by provide, allowing very high market caps. So the price can vary uh, from well, below negative a thousand Australian dollars per hour per megawatt hour up to. I think the market cap, the positive market cap is $15,000 a megawatt hour. So, so and, right. and the prices can vary significantly. So you can get a, a great deal of volatility. And obviously to get best return out of a, um, a battery, you want the volatility, the opportunity to um, charge while it's cheap and discharge while, while, it's, while it's expensive. So we've got that, that um, very volatile energy only gross dispatch, and then alongside of that, we've got uh, every five minutes. Also, the frequency frequency control services are dispatched. So that's contingency services, which are the uh, local, locally automatic response from um, generating assets and contingency markets, which are the centrally regulated or essentially uh, controlled frequency control services. And batteries can participate in both markets. So mm-hmm. we've got our battery optimizer and other battery optimizers allow you to optimize your participation in both those markets
0: you said just at the moment you're focused on australia and i understand why but do you have plans to perhaps look at european markets as well with the product absolutely
1: so we're using australia to really improve our overall understanding and ideas around what to do with batteries and we're doing it within the our the battery optimizer for the australian market operates within the context of our n-flow process automation engine and that gives us a lot of flexibility in terms of how we can optimize the use of a battery asset but so what we'll do, we will do uh, and we absolutely intend to do this in UK and Europe and other markets is provide similar plugins to the n-flow process automation so that you can optimize battery assets or other storage assets for other uh, electricity markets. The, the battery optimizer really does need to be tightly coupled to the design of each market. Uh, you, you, you can't just take a, something that's oh, built yeah. the UK. I mean, the UK market, market. Is,
0: is pretty unique. and um, yeah. In terms of inflow just generally, yep. what other applications are you seeing of that, that particular product?
1: So our market moved from – it's always been a five-minute market, but the settlements used to be averaged up to half-hourly. And when you offered uh, your generation uh, in the price bands, that had half-hourly precision. But now everything is done with five-minute precision, and that basically uh, multiplies the, the, the volume of data by a factor of six. So now you've got so much data that um, you can't, it's much harder to manage um, from human being and everybody's moving towards automation. So a, a key uh, change that we're seeing with Enflow as a process engine is as well as being able to automate things like batteries and wind and solar farms, which were the original applications of auto bidding, we're now also doing um, go, going back and putting auto bidding in place for uh, the thermal units. So that's a key thing that we're observing happening here. And virtual power plants are the other big thing. So uh, people aggregating controllable assets in the distribution networks, um, making them available for frequency control or demand response. Uh, We're talking to, say, to their distributed energy resource management system, finding out the availability of those resources, and then again, applying automatic bidding and then making those resources available to the electricity market so yeah and virtual power plants are a a big thing Uh, and inflow automation is is great at that and we're doing that we're doing that with um uh, a, a couple of companies right now
0: and what about batteries here in europe what what role are batteries going to play this winter and in the future and how will those batteries be optimized i spoke to chris regan of brady technologies to find out Can you explain to listeners what the role of the battery is within the UK and potentially Nordic marketplace?
2: Yeah, sure, Gary. So batteries fulfill two main roles in in their operation. The first one is that they operate in a frequency responsive mode in order to create what some people call synthetic inertia. And this means that when the frequency is lower than the, the grid operator would like, then the battery would discharge to help kind of speed up the system and bring it up back up to that, say, 50 hertz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if the if the frequency was a bit high, maybe there was an oversupply of generation compared to demand, then the battery would charge. And this this creates a stability effect that used to be given by the physical inertia of coal units and gas units being synchronous to the grid and, and um, rotating at 3,000 RPM. You kind of synthesize that slide slightly by doing that energy injection and energy withdrawal, a bit delayed, but like the kinetic energy transfer that would happen into the momentum of the system. So this is what many people refer to as ancillary services. And and in the GB market, there's lots of different flavors. There's firm frequency response, dynamic containment, dynamic regulation, dynamic moderation. And they have different levels of deadband in the middle where they do nothing near 50 Mm -hmm. hertz, and then different gradients of how quickly the battery ramps up its charge or discharge to the change in frequency. So that's the first role of batteries that is very, very popular in the GB and also across most of the European markets. That's really the primary role of right. the- battery. Now, the secondary role of the battery, which is much more prevalent in the GB market with its intraday liquidity, but also its intraday volatility, is traders who are trading the battery, maybe they own it or they're doing trading services on behalf of the battery owner, will look for opportunities to charge the battery at very low price and discharge the battery at very high price. Mm -hmm. and capture the arbitrage between the prices. So after the round trip efficiency of the battery, which might be circa 88% efficient, you can still make a considerable amount of money. If for example, you were able to charge when there's an excess renewables at maybe zero price, And then in the evening peak, when old inefficient plant might be needed, you could displace them and discharge at maybe two, three hundred pounds megawatt hour. And then, of course, the battery has captured the time arbitrage between the two. Now, in the GB market, what you'll see is um, as volatility increases, batteries will swap between doing ancillary services And wholesale market depending on the trader's view of how much money they could make and their appetite for um, the wear and tear on the battery.
0: When we talk about battery optimization what in terms of software what are we exactly talking about?
2: So the the operators of the main battery trading desks in the GB for example would be um, EDF Habitat, Flexibility, Statcraft, et cetera. And what they will be doing is they'll have a process that will start, for example, the day ahead stage where they'll decide whether they go into the ancillary services bidding. So the first optimization will be, well, how much will I offer my battery into the dynamic containment market, for example, Mm -hmm. to make money there? And if I do that and I'm successful with dynamic containment, I can't then go in the day ahead wholesale auction and the within day wholesale markets because I'm obliged to enter into those kind of DC contracts that have gone in day ahead. So they'll have their own decision making process or software around that and then they'll go into the day ahead auction. And then they'll go into the within day if they're doing wholesale market arbitrage. Um, But the, the software that's available to do that decision making is usually proprietary to the optimizer because it will have their own logic and their own valuation. However, the route into the auctions and the route into the trading is where software is available. So, for example, if you were sitting at EDF or Habitat and you decided which strategy you were going to run in your batteries to execute the trades, like to upload your auction submission into the DC market or into the day ahead market and then trade within day on, say, Epex M7, that software could be going direct to market or using something like Brady's PowerDesk to access the trades to monetize the battery. But generally I've found the optimizer of the battery bespoke to the person who's optimizing it, the route to market, there's more of a kind of SaaS service out there.
0: Right. Tell me a little bit more about Brady's offerings in this space and how they fit into what you've just described. You mentioned PowerDesk, for example.
2: Yes. So Brady's PowerDesk is a SaaS service which allows you to access the markets and monetize your position. So if, for example, you had a portfolio of generation from, say, wind farms, customer demand, and you had some flexibility in a battery, what Brady's PowerDesk would do is it would grab the forecast via its API of what your generation is doing, what your customer demand is doing, and it would grab the prices from Epex of what M7 is trading at, and it would contain that within its time series. And then you could use PowerDesk to call on, say, your battery optimizer by sending it prices and saying, how do you want to run the battery? It would send it back and that would become a time series. And then it uses unique patented visualizations to allow you to identify commercial opportunity, such as, you know, oh, I, I need to sell here because that's where I really want to discharge my battery. And then you kind of monetize that flexibility. At the same time, we've got um, rules-based trading, which allows you to set rules up or, or kind of mini algorithms, which say, well, if the market goes above this, or if the market weighs like this, kind of trade it automatically. So you reduce the burden on the trader.
0: Are you doing anything in the area of dispatch?
2: So in the area of dispatch, we took a look at the existing software out there. Now, when it comes to grid scale items that use the the old EDL, EDT connections international grid for the GB, for example, we found a significant advantage already taken by existing players like Energen and Quorum and Siemens, etc. So instead, we have the ability to link in to dispatch software So that then those bespoke kind of um, connectors that you might need to assets into the grid will do the final physical dispatch. So as I mentioned earlier, Gary, if you have that API structure, you create a schedule within PowerDesk. So discharge a battery here, charge a battery here or run this engine at these times. That is the schedule which is commercially optimized within PowerDesk. But then that schedule is exported to the dispatch software let's um, use for example energen who then tell the asset when to turn off when to turn on according to the schedule that is commercially optimized and that that end of the solution and that part of the network would then do some of the bespoke communications to national grid like the older uh, edl edt protocol
0: are you seeing a lot of interest in
2: solutions of this nature definitely so The the people that I'm seeing great interest in the market at the moment, short-term trading, are the kind of large utility stroke oil and gas majors. These are the ones who have been typically served by kind of behemoth old ETRM products that just haven't moved with the times to short-term volatility trading. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also seeing that with the PPA market for both renewables and batteries, more hands-on asset developers are looking to build their own trading capabilities, on top mm-hmm. of their assets, rather than taking a fee-based relationship with a route to market, like a PPA trader. So they are purchasers of, of our products at the moment. The final kind of family I'm seeing growth in the moment, we see this especially with our Igloo ETRM project, product as well, is I'm seeing a lot of smaller trading desks spun up from traders leaving larger organizations, yep. getting some financial backing to create their own energy trading desk to trade in the short term and they then look for software to be able to trade directly into the markets and to do all of their risk management from a single place and the ones uh, are looking at that kind of more financial or longer term uh, really really strong igloo customers and then when they want to do a little bit more in the short term physical that's where you would bolt on that that power desk solution to make sure you could monetize the physical assets in the prompt
0: and finally i touched base with david Kalmanson over at energen to spend a little bit more time talking about the UK situation with respect to batteries, battery, battery optimization software, and some of the other issues that battery and other asset holders might experience. So what's important when it comes to optimising a battery or a portfolio of batteries from a commercial perspective? There are a number of important activities when it comes to
3: commercially operating a battery. As you probably expect, the first, of course, is set up. So what do I mean by that? So you need to be able to set your battery up in your system so it doesn't breach any warranties uh, for the battery, of course, and, and, uh, and prices in hard cycles. That's to ensure that you're not degrading your battery for very little return. But by the way, what I mean by hard cycle is using your battery above say 80% full or X% full or under uh, 20% empty. Because this causes a lot more degradation than the outputting of power in the middle bands, say between 20 and 80%. Now, this doesn't mean that you would never go into these areas or bands, but it does mean you need to be suitably compensated. In other words, you want to get a much better price if you're going into those areas. So that's the first thing really to consider. I guess the second thing is for sure that you need to be in all markets. So the different market values change depending on market needs. By markets, I mean intraday, next day, balancing mechanism, you're in the UK, ancillary services, um, et cetera. So, ancillary services, again, in the UK, something like dynamic containment, fast frequency response, that, that sort of thing. Because if you're only in one market, then you're going to miss the extra value when your market doesn't give the greatest return on any particular day. So, on the subject market, you also need to be able to stack revenue streams together. So, stacking is the ability to earn revenue simultaneously from multiple sources using the same capacity. In practice, this can be a complex operational task. This is so that if your asset is not fully utilized in any particular market, you can trade the remaining volume into another market. I think, thirdly, really, another really important issue is that you need to be able to react quickly to EG market changes. The great thing about batteries, of course, is that they do respond quickly, which means you can take advantage of markets as they move, which also means you need to have a good analysis to show, to show you when and how that market is likely to move. With this analysis, the quick way to dispatch your batteries, you can react to events like other market assets tripping, for example, very quickly, uh, and to take advantage of the system price movements. So I think that gives you a bit of a flavour
0: uh, of yeah. what the important activities are. So when it comes to optimising a battery, or portfolio battery, what sort of software would you recommend? Well, one piece of software isn't isn't
3: really going to cut it. You need a suite of products, um, unlike the ones that Energen provide, of course. So so we're about to launch a product called Quasar next year. And the Quasar provides analysis of the market so that you know where the opportunities are um, are going to be. So GenStar 4, which is Energen's mainstay software for for many years, allows for revenue stacking as well as AutoBM. AutoBM is Automatic Management of the Balancing Mechanism. Uh, of single assets, uh, or when combined with ATOM, with aggregated assets. ATOM itself allows for the correct setting up of assets to price in things like hard cycles, which I just mentioned before, and to ensure that you stay compliant with your contracts, for example, by ensuring assets are not dispatched in dynamic containment periods, for example, or other ancillary uh, service periods. ATOM also facilitates and schedules aggregated assets to ensure the most commercially valuable asset or assets are dispatched first. Atom can also automatically trade your battery assets based on the previous executed trades, the margin in the market, which allows you to automatically react to market movements as they happen. So those products combined can give you a very, sort of a a complete solution for for commercial
0: uh, battery optimization, Obviously, those those need to be combined with a control system. Where do you see the market going in terms of batteries and optimizations, David? I think it's I think batteries are, are here to stay, for, <laughs> to, to to say the
3: least. Because with more intermittent lightweight renewable generation being added to the system each year, uh, what's happening is it's causing a huge problem for for the grid uh, and no doubt other systems operators uh, to be able to balance the system. Um, Without large colon CCGT units and nukes, et cetera, on the system, the rate at which frequency on the grid can change due to any event is huge. Now, these changes cause other assets to trip off, which again affects the frequency of the grid and so on. So it's a kind of a vicious circle, really. Mm-hmm. And our batteries respond extremely fast and can help to control these frequency changes and stabilize the system. Also, with an agent of CCGTs, that are running less and less often due to the renewable penetration prices are going to fluctuate so commercially a lot of a lot of those ccgt's are going to need to recover costs over shorter running periods and they're going to be more unreliable so these these two issues together are going to cause a large volatility in prices which again batteries can take advantage of due to their speed of response so when you've got the combination looking back at the software again so this is where quasar and atom can help battery optimizers take advantage of the volatility. The opportunities aren't just on the grid side, though, um, by the way, so in distribution network, right. where DSOs are seeing large constrained areas at certain times of the day, where uh, this is another area batteries could help. Uh, and the, the, the real benefits, uh, I think, are gonna, are gonna come where batteries are co-located with solar or wind, because uh, that increases the returns and provides further business cases for batteries so for example businesses are looking to be more green solar panels uh, or wind for your, for your data center for example with a co-located battery could allow you to run in renewable power even when the isn't shining or the wind is blowing so i guess the co-location of batteries with other generation sources is a key benefit of using atom because with atom you can optimize assets at the asset level a group level or a portfolio level so atom can manage your grid connection by scheduling imports into the battery when the solar farm or the wind farm isn't, is, is producing more than the grid connection allows. So a lot a lot of different aspects really where, uh, where you know commercial optimization uh, and products like atom are going to, going to come into their own I think over, over,
0: over the near and medium term. So there we go. I hope you found that useful. If you did, please do subscribe to this podcast where you found it like, and share, particularly on LinkedIn. Also, don't forget to pop over to ctrmcenter.com on a regular basis. There you'll find all kinds of goodies around CTRM and related software for absolutely free, including white papers, podcasts, videos, blog articles, news articles, and free research reports. It is a veritable hive of information for anybody Who's looking at ctrm software or using ctrm software or thinking of procuring ctrm software at this point i'd like to wish everybody happy holidays and a happy new year 2023 is almost upon us in the meanwhile just a reminder that ctrm radio is sponsored by enuit provider of ctrm and commodity management solutions worldwide and hosted by ctrm center the place for all things ctrm and if you'd like to sponsor this podcast please do let us know and we'll be happy to talk to you once again thank you very much thanks for all of those who participated and happy holidays been listening to ctrm radio a podcast by leading industry analysts commodity technology advisory you can find more information about us at ComtechAdvisory.com and much more news views research and information on ctrm at the ctrm center at ctrmcenter.com thank you for joining our presenters managing partners patrick reams and gary m basey and their guests today and we hope to see you on a future edition of ctrm radio